What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. I, I will be here, man, but let me tell you, today it is a sleepy day, I feel like, here in the office. I think it is. You know? Uh, yes, today, today is a day where you and I are both inflicted with the reality of having children. Yeah, I keep like looking up and wanting to be like, you all right, man? And I'm like, oh, no, he's just tired. Yeah, <laughs> that's what's happening. I already asked him that like an hour ago, and that was the answer. So it's just still the case. Yes, yes. I think, I think everybody in the office has asked me, like, you okay, man? Like, yeah, fine. I'm, I'm good. I'm just, I just got up at four. And yeah. I think I had to go back to sleep. And I worked out, and now I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully hopefully today you're willing to just carry all the weight. Well, you know, I, I'll, I'll see what I can do. I don't know what has been going on with young Nicholas at my house, but he has suddenly decided, that like right around 10 o'clock every night he just wants to be awake for like two hours oh, and it's just like you go in there i'll hold him for like i will hold him for what i'll, I'll be like okay okay five minutes is typically what it takes to like calm him down just like okay all right lull you back to sleep lay you back down you're good i've been like i'm just gonna i'm just gonna triple it i'm just gonna really let you fully get back to sleep just get into a rem cycle so you can't even like maybe wake up last night i went for like 20 minutes i was like i'm not messing around here nick when i put you down we're going to sleep and i like i put him down and i heard him start screaming and i was like no 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 oh and no th- i was like i'm just gonna give him like five minutes to to try and calm down and thank goodness he did but oh there was there was part of it was like i'm just I, I guess i'm just not sleeping tonight i guess we'll just i'll just go ahead and get up and make some coffee or you know sure <laughs> just, just bail on that I'm just, just never mind i'm punting i was i sleep was a good idea but what was i thinking <laughs> yeah yeah this is this is like one of those things that i i feel like i'm very 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 quickly understanding like just how much my former self was able to do because I was able to sleep more. Yes. Um, yes. Because this is, this is something I remember once upon a time uh, we had, we, we, we had like a professional relationship with someone who was doing some work with us. And I, I remember, I think like there was sort of this like breakup phase that we went through with mm. this particular person. And I, what they said maybe was something along the lines of like, I don't have enough bandwidth to, to like work you guys in to my equation. Do you remember that? He, yes. used, he used the word bandwidth. The word bandwidth. And yeah. I, I remember at the time I was just like infuriated by his bandwidth. You know, it was like, I, I would like sarcastically be like, ban- yeah, bandwidth. I don't have enough bandwidth to do that. Yeah. Uh, and now it's like today, you know, I'm like, I'm like driving to the office and I'm like, oh, it's like it's like he was i get it he was totally on to something he must have been much 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 busier than i was at that period of time and i had enough i had enough like space in my schedule that i was able to just like constantly be working on all the the extraneous projects in my life right um but yeah no i've i've definitely i've we alice has we're going through like the stage of Addie's life where she's coming up on four months old. And, um, at this point there is this like rather infamous, like sleep regression that yeah, babies yeah, have. Thing. Yeah. And it's, it's like something you probably, you know, if you don't have kids, you probably never would have heard about it. But, um, I've, I have several new parents who are all 
around me who have recently either are like going through it, have gone through it, you know, whatever the case may be. So there's been like a lot of like warnings. And I think it, especially Alice, like I think was like, really like we are not, we're going to be prepared. So there is, there's like this online class um, where I, it's like one of these names where I'm like, man, sometimes I just wish that my name was so something perfect. But the, the woman's name is Kara and she has a baby class called taking care of babies oh man that's so good it's so good and i'm always like wow that is so that is like just so perfect top dollar Um, there is this is completely only sort of on topic okay there is a character in the most recent run of pokemon games named kara liss so careless basically Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and she's this looks like this very dopey research professor and what you do is you have to bring her fossils and then she'll put them together for you and then it produces clearly the wrong pokemon like the joke in this generation was that you could mix and match any of the four fossils to make a different Pokemon. Okay. But careless is obviously carelessly mixing them inappropriately. So she's just churning out these like abominations. Are, are they like Pokemon that don't exist? They're or? like Pokemon that she's like, yeah, it looks like you had a Pokemon and you sliced it in half and just literally jammed it into another one. And now that's the Pokemon. And those are the ones that you can use. You can use them. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You use them. Yeah. But you can sort of like see where like, well, maybe if you took that one's head and it actually is supposed to go with that one's butt. And <laughs> okay. It's very weird looking. And I kind of wish they'd just given us the actual the actual uh, Pokemon rather than these weird creatures we got instead. Yeah. But yeah. it does feel like Pokemon as like its concept already is sort of taking animals as you know them and, and like reinventing them. Yeah. I don't know if what you needed to do was take that and then like cut it in half and and multiply it by two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's what they did. So that's a that's a real character in the game now. Careless. Anyway, carry on. How is your taking care of babies class going? Well, it was this thing where like Alice, I feel like was she had talked to me about several times we have another uh like friend friends of ours who who just use the exact same program and so they were like telling alice about it and stuff and this is like one of those things where alice and i are different in that like she loved school because she just like loved going to class and like learning and i mm. did not <laughs> um, and it was uh i mean not 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 like that i didn't go or anything but like to me my entire experience with like the educational system was like, it was as if it was like check boxes. It was like, I knew that I needed to do them mm-hmm. and I knew that I needed to do okay at them. Right. But, but really, really what I wanted to do was to never have to do it ever again. Right. Um, like if it wasn't mandatory, I probably just wouldn't. <laughs> right. Right. That being said, I do feel like if I ever go back and like get my master's or something, it would be because I'd be like extremely fascinated in the topic and, and then it would be fun because oh. it's not like going and taking like, gen eds and stuff like that oh yeah well now yes now as like a 34 year old i 1000 percent understand that rogue mid-30s person in a variety of my classes at college that was like raising their hand and asking tons of questions and being very engaging with the professor and it was just like okay lady like what are you even doing here oh no i get it you care right 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 <laughs> right yep. Yep. I, I do think that there, there is probably, I, I always remember those students as well. They always sat in the front of the class yep. and it was always like they had enough life experience to know that whilst in these classrooms, they were getting like a just absolutely marvelous opportunity to just be able to 
absorb information, right. ask questions, and you have like a professional person who's incredibly smart in front of you who is able to field those very things. Right. But as I would, I would, yeah, even as a college student, I would say, especially those early level classes, that was not the case. It was like, I, I was attempting to, I don't even know that there was, it was a goal in my mind to store the information. Like a lot yeah. of me almost thinks that it was like, I will know this as long as I need to and not a second longer. Right. The reason I need to know this is so that I can pass the test, not so that I can apply this information. I would go so far as to say, this actually is an interesting reflection on studying, is that I think that I was even at times weary of digesting information so much that it would get to use up some of my valuable brain space for something I didn't want to hold on to. So I was like, purposefully almost like leaving like very thin strands connecting like connecting that information mm. inside my brain space Man, your brain has like a very like sense of scarcity about it does data storage it does <laughs> it does it's like like you, you do not if, if we don't need it it is not staying right. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah we, we run a very uh messy brain desk up there but it, whilst messy, it's also minimalist. <laughs> right. <laughs> that, that's why it's just a desk. Like, right. <laughs> you do not make any assumption that there's a filing cabinet next to it that like you could put stuff in. Like we're not cluttering up this room. <clears throat> We've got the lamp and the trash can. All the, all the, good. the things go. What else do you need? I don't know, but that's what it looks like up there. Okay. Maybe, maybe at some point in time I should try to like revamp my brain desk and see if it changes my outlook on my yeah. entire life. Yeah. You need to like go all quote and like split into two spots and have like one half of your brain be like, now brain, listen to self. We got more room up here. Okay. There's like tons of room. Like it's, a, it, you've put together an impressive resume in on this desk. But the fact of the matter is we've got like more more uh, rooms in this building than just this desk. There's like, in fact, I'd, it's not even that we have the rest of the floor or just the rest of the building. We've got like the rest of the entire city and then like 50 miles outside the city. And <laughs> you think there's that much space up there? Absolutely. Oh. Yes. Yes. That, no, Ben, I do, do not sell yourself short. Can I You've tell got you that much space? Can I tell you that you're not you? You are your like own worst. I will have conversations sometime with you and I'm like, Ben, you got to you. You are so much more than what you are letting yourself believe you are. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. I mean, I will go. I mean, the other thing too is that like the 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 desk, it's dimly lit. Yeah, like it's not even bright up there. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Brain, brain. This this lamp, you got a lot of work out of this lamp. I'm not gonna lie. There is a sun outdoors. Okay, <laughs> just leave the room, just man. Get, man, come on, man. Let's get some fresh air. What do you say, brain? Okay. Well, what we need to work on then is how to exit the room. How do you, how do you get I've, out of that room? <laughs> I've never created a door ah. or even the other half of the room itself. It's literally just two walls that come together. Yeah, smash through the walls, man. The desk is like pushed <laughs> up against there. Overflowing with papers, though. Well, yeah. At the very least. I mean, I've, yeah. I've, used, yeah, I've used the real estate. Anyway, the point is, though, is that <clears throat> coming up on this four-month sleep regression, it's something that I think that Alice is trying really, 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 really hard to be prepared for, which is extremely good because I, I like in practice, it has ultimately been a very good thing. But there were there was a couple of weeks where she was like, um, I downloaded like the PDF book from Taking Care of Babies on how to prepare for uh, like sleep training and the four month regression and everything. And she was like, it's like, she's like, it's just like 50 pages, like just print it off. And like, it's, it's gonna be a super easy read. We'll just like buzz through it. And I was like, 50 pages? <laughs> Like, do you know how small this desk is? 
like literally, I mean, I can't even tell you, like, I can't even tell you how badly I didn't want to read this, this 50 this, pages. This 50 pages. Yeah. And it was, it was like, my mind was desperate, desperately grasping at what I am fully able to acknowledge as straws. But I was like, like my mind kept being like, you know what we should really do is rely on our own instincts yeah. <laughs> in this particular case. Whatever feels right, that's probably it. Yeah. Um, this which, is always the, at least this, <clears throat> this is also the dynamic <laughs> at my house. It was just like the the father approach is like, well, just, yeah, we got it. <laughs> we'll know what to do because biologically we must know what to do. <laughs> People have done this. For- People have done this forever. And uh, yeah, we got it. We'll just figure it out. We'll Dec- just know in the moment. Decades, if not centuries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if not millennium. If not, what's millennium times 10? Even more. Megalennium. Megalennium. Ooh. Making stuff up. I, I think it's a really, good, okay. a really good word. Cool. Anyway, so here's the thing, though. So I, I really was hesitant to learn, but then I did learn, and um, I have like been implementing the process. So like one of the really, really big things is that like in the middle of the night, if you start to hear them cry, there's like a, like a set of procedures. I think it's called step back. Yeah. Um, yeah. and it's like those, those procedures are like, like I think the S stands for like sound and it's like increase like their noise machine volume a little bit. And then like each, each like letter is an acronym for like what the next, thing to do is the next thing to do is and this is this is where i've i've felt like the extreme irony is that it's like all right i learned and now i'm gonna do it and then i think on the flip end of things it is to be fair to alice it is incredibly difficult in the middle of the night when you are exhausted yeah to sit there and have the patience because a lot of the step back method is largely the baby is crying and you are awake and you are going to now spend the next 15 minutes intentionally basically doing nothing it is hard and so what that means is like at the very least you know active like if you're going to get up and like go like walk around with them or like go get them like a bottle or, or something like that like then you're doing something. You have something to do. But if you're just sitting in your bed, like listening to the noise and, and I don't know, whatever. So it's like purposefully engaging in torture is what it is. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But so, uh, we have, we, we did move Addie to her crib, which has felt like a really big, uh, it, it's been a big milestone that I thought it was going to be a lot more emotional about and has largely just been great. Um, but we have a camera that, you know, does like the, the surveillance, whatever. That's probably not the right word. Um, monitor. Monitor. There you go. Yes. <laughs> That's the right one. Um, but it's very smart. Like the, the monitor does like a bunch of things and it gives you a bunch of data and information. And, and so it's, it's, it's very helpful. But so this morning, what we discovered is that it will give you a nightly recap as to like what happened like what were the motions or like if you were to say like oh okay like at 143 she woke up for like three minutes but then she went back to sleep and like the camera is picking up on that because like if she moves then it registers the motion and it's able to then digest that information um and so i was really proud of myself because we were watching it back this morning and it like Alice went in, she got her, she did like her feeding or whatever in the middle of the night with like, I I mean, I don't even know if she was intending to do the step back method here, but either way, it got to my stage at like four in the morning. And I was like, look, 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 see right here. 
I'm just sitting in the chair. I'm not doing anything. I'm just present. And then hand right there. I, mm-hmm. I was able to give her some comfort. Yep. And it's like, I was like, there is documented 30 minutes of me doing the stuff the the textbook taking care of babies step back method nice <laughs> i was really proud of myself and that's nice really I, this entire story which is maybe 50 minutes long is is that i was i was proud of myself and i'm now tired yeah. <laughs> i was still awake for half an hour in the middle of the night is what happened yeah well and it yeah. was oh this is the worst of it too is that we get up early for the gym and so today was a gym day on top of everything else so it was like i was up for a half hour and then that made it so that like there's a very slim piece of time where you could potentially go back to sleep oh yeah and this is like, the problem right it is, it is the problem yeah my alarms <laughs> at like 6 30 usually to like make it to the gym and so, yeah, if, if if for some reason I wake up at like six or something, it's just like, well, that's pretty much it. I'm just there's no, there's no chance. There's no me going back to sleep for any more amount of time. And it's like, how far back does I go? Like five, five thirty. It's still pretty slim. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's I, I've been trying to get better at it, though. So I've been I've been adopting a Jonathan Carlin technique to life. Oh, whoa. I know it's been pretty great. What is this? I've been I've been watching some shows. Wow! On my own. Look at you. I know. I know. Look at you. So it, independent. <laughs> I. It's felt good. <laughs> it's felt good. I will. T- although I guess not entirely independent because Addie is usually sitting on my lap. But well, yeah. No, no, no. Um. But yeah. No. It's it's like it, 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 honestly, it feels like a breakthrough for me because it's like you're you're just doing something for you. You're just enjoying you know, it yourself on your own. So yeah. I've been watching uh Star Wars's Bad Batch. Yeah. Which I feel like every single time I start, I'm always like this doesn't feel like it's that well made and then by the end of the episode, I'm just like absorbed. Yeah. So it's like each time I'm like I'm like a little taken aback by like the animation quality and stuff, mm-hmm. but then I get back into it. You're right into it. Yeah, anyway. So that's all I've got on that. Oh, okay. That's all your sleep deprivation. That's always that's yeah. all my sleep deprivation. So uh, now I think we can we can move on to a uh, a topic from the folks over on the Discord. Oh, okay. Yeah. The pop topics. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hear it. You ready? Okay. I'm ready. Um. Let's see here. Uh. Veiva says, "What is an obscure superpower you would want to have?" Oh, do you mean besides the element of surprise? I, I mean, yeah, I mean, yes, obviously, that, that's, that's we've already established it's the best obscure superpower. Because I mean, like, if you have the element of surprise on your hand, how is that ever not the most useful thing that you could possibly have? Yeah, it's like they're surprised, and if they're surprised, it means that that they their plan is being foiled. Exactly, that's it. You don't know how it's going to work unless they think their plan is going to fail, and then your element of surprise is somehow helping them. that you're surprised (laughs) oh no oh no i thought this was gonna work i suppose this is i was um i suppose this is probably along the same vein of the element of surprise this is i'm I'm how i'm gonna see let's see if i can remember how it was phrased it is precognitive subconscious probability manipulation what on earth did you just say which is basically just being lucky (laughs) Uh uh-huh so it's subconscious precognitive probability manipulation. So you are unaware that you are doing it, but it is happening like um like you're able to sort of like predict what's going to happen like unaware to you and affect things in such a way that they work out in your favor. Man, I cannot imagine a more stressful imposter syndrome based 
piece of superpower that you could possibly have than literally being lucky because I think at all times I would be living in a constant state of like, what if I've only been lucky till now? Oh, you know, like, like all those other times where I just like happened to jump out of the way or I like took the leap and there happened to be like a fruit stand beneath me that I could like land on, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's like, what happens if like that time happens where you're, you're just unlucky? Well, See, the thing about how that power would work, though, is that your luck would not run out because um, it is like a self-sustaining power, right? Like it would be unlucky to run out of luck, so it can't happen. Well, that is true. That is true. Yeah. But uh, but but I still don't know that that would that would save my anxiety from mm. from completely like latching onto that and being like, oh man, this is not good. It doesn't. I don't think I would like start suddenly doing risky things sure i think i would just continue to try and live a pretty regular life and have just things you know work out well okay so here here's here's a here's a a a bit of that is i feel like there is um like i would have this with with like throwing a party at my house or giving like a presentation in front of like a group of you know, big wigs or something like that, um, where I know that historically these things have always gone well, Mm -hmm. but I am never able to think of them as like reliable skills. It's almost like the, like going into a, like a big meeting, for example, it's almost like I will be nervous for the three days leading up to that meeting. I Mm -hmm. probably won't sleep much, the night before I'll, I'll pretty much be obsessed with just like everything to do focusing in on how I'm going to do well yeah. during this particular thing and like be prepared for anything. And so it's like, it's like someone might see me do this over and over and over and over and over again and be like, like, Oh man, like he is good in front of a room, you know, like he mm-hmm. can, he can carry himself. And it's like, it's like, no, no, no. But what you don't understand is like, I need those three days of like paralyzing anxiety <laughs> before I can do it. Like, it's not like you can just go and put me in a room and I can like, I can then like rely on that or, or similarly, like with a, like throwing a party, this is something that I very much like to do, Yeah, but it's not, I don't have like, tactics that I'm like implementing at each party where it's like, okay, I know that there are seven different categories to the good party throwing experience. One, you have to have this Two, you have to have this three, four, five, you know, like exactly. And it's like, okay, how am I feeling this element? How am I feeling this element? What is the interactive activity? What type of specialty cocktail am I going to have? It's like every single time I throw one of these parties, it's almost like I will start with the the most basic version of it which is like okay we have a baby shower or something coming and so it's like i know that there will be things associated with baby showers and it's almost like it takes me literally weeks of doing nothing but like shower thoughts and such right to like slowly land on this idea or that idea and then i'll have to do research on how to like implement it and it takes a ton of time yeah (laughs) and energy and thinking um But same thing. It's like, it's not a skill in the same way that like luck isn't a skill. It's like something that happens. Yeah. Um, do you, do you follow my, my train of thinking? The so way you I'm think not? this doesn't qualify as a power? Is that what you're saying? Well, it's, I, I think that it, it could be a power. Mm-hmm. I mean, like if it ends up being the case that it is always happening and it, it is like, 
um, repeatable. Yeah. But the thing about luck is you don't know how it will be repeatable. Like sure. if you're the flash and can dodge a bullet, then you can dodge a bullet because you know that you can run so quickly that you can effectively pause time in order to move out of the way. Right. That's a skill. Yeah. Um, but if, if you're being, you know, if you're in a, a high speed chase or whatever, it's almost like <clears throat> the luck would be that y- you turn the car or whatever. And it ends up being the case that like, it just goes flying past you. And it's like, wow, that was close. Yeah. <laughs> that was lucky. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I don't know. I think you may have picked the absolute worst one for me. I can't, okay. I can't, I can't imagine <laughs> luck. It's making me upset just to think what, about it. What would what would your <clears throat> obscure power be then? <laughs> mm, hang on, hang on. Let me think. Let me think of what a really good obscure power could be. You know, it's funny because I feel like in all superhero movies, it always ends up being the case that whatever the superpower is extremely applicable to their circumstances. I know, right? You know, it's like, yeah. what's up with that? Yeah. And the villain almost always is like kind of the same, but just yeah, like the that. same power, but a little bit like stronger or slower or not as smart or something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, exactly. You thinking about Obadiah Stane as well? Uh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I mean, basically every Marvel movie is this way. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. Every Marvel movie is just literally the same things fighting each other. Yep. Okay. What would be a good obscure superpower that isn't lucky because that's terrifying <laughs> or the element of surprise, which honestly I feel like the element of surprise and luck are kind of the same. They're fairly thing similar because the element of surprise <laughs> also means that like, you don't know how it's going to go down. <laughs> you don't know what the element of surprise is going to be just yeah. that it will happen. Right. But I, I almost wonder if let's just say you're like an ordinary human being and you live in a world where there are supers and you just put an enormous amount of emphasis on figuring out how to have the element of surprise, which I'm imagining involves like a certain amount of close up magic, <laughs> you know, but like if you're incredibly prepared for it and you know how to apply it to the circumstances, then it's like all of a sudden, is it like highly useful? It's like all you're ever trying to do is throw the person off of their expectations yeah. of the situation. Yeah. Just be disruptive. Be disruptive. Yeah. Yeah. So like if if you have like just like a whole a whole trunk full of those like wacky waving inflatable balloon arm men mm-hmm. and it's like you're you're again you're in the middle of a like high speed chase you start letting those things go and it's just like whoosh whoosh oh, what is that what is happening it's like I I of all the landmines maybe a spike strip a bazooka I did not expect. Yeah. Wacky wave. I'm kind of delighted now. I'm laughing a little bit at the situation, but now I'm not focused on driving. You know, basically Aquafina in Shang-Chi is using the element of surprise. That's like her superpower, right? She's just like, I would just start singing Hotel California right in their face. They'd be like, what's happening? And she, you're right. <laughs> yeah. You're exactly right. She's implementing this exact yeah. thing. Although she may also have <clears throat> luck on her side. She might it, be. That could be. <laughs> because I, I don't know if you've heard me complain about this particular uh, yeah, thing. Yeah, I've heard. Do you know I'm running? Go ahead. It's the Archery, yeah, it's that, archery. that really makes me upset. In case you haven't seen Shang Chi, I mean, this is <clears throat> mild spoilers, but the um, well, that's pretty significant spoilers. But the, <laughs> there's the, the, there's this character who's like friends with with you know the the hero, and she doesn't know that he's a hero, nor has spent any of her life being a hero. And she's an incredibly good driver because they're valets. Yeah. You know, which is which is great. Yeah. But but then later they end up in this magical kingdom where she wants to like try to become a warrior. So that day she takes up um archery camp. Yeah. For a day. Like a day. And then three at best. And then and then later 
that same day. Yeah. Um, she shoots an arrow into the eye of the dragon, which totally turns the tide in the entire battle. And it's like, but why? Yeah. But like, why could we have even just made you had you like take like 20 attempts or something or, or, or just like make an offhand comment about how your parents never supported you when you went to archery camp in eighth grade. Right. And it's like, it's like, that's all it would have taken. Like, yeah. Just, just a setup. Just I mean, like, me. a, like, a, like a morsel. Yeah. Not to complain about Aquafina though, who I think is hilarious and amazing, but yeah. it's just, you know, it's just like, it's, it's that's fun. how they wrote the movie. You know, just gotta do what they say. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The arrow. Obscure superpower alert. Rubber ducks. Rubber ducks. Rubber ducks. Just what is that? I don't even know what that means. I can I can be a rubber duck if necessary. I can I can produce rubber ducks (laughs) if necessary. Like out of your hands? Yeah, 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 yeah. So imagine Iron Man, like with his pulses. Yeah. But instead, just literally rubber ducks. Just, that would be surprising. Right. But the, the catch is, though, is I have to have a silo, kind of like how like Peter Parker sometimes has to have like his web shooters. Yeah. You know, so it's like he has to like make them, unless you're Tobey Maguire, in which yeah. case he yeah, has natural. Yeah. Um, so I have to have a silo where I keep it full. I have to constantly get like, you know, shipments from overseas. Right. Shipping containers just full of them, which I then have to fill up in the evenings so that when I'm out fighting crime, I have... How many rubber ducks are you using in an evening? Well, quite a many. I guess Qu- so. Quite a many. I guess how, how many rubber ducks does it take down to take, to take down a, a single person? <laughs> well, I mean, the good news is is that there is a layer of the element of surprise. People don't they, tend they to see it coming. They're like, what is happening? But at crime scenes everywhere... The, the, it's kind of like my calling card too. Yeah. Not really in purpose, but I don't have time to clean up. Yeah. So people like, you know, the, 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 the fuzz as it were, they, yeah. sh- they show up with their notepads and, and all the rest and yellow tape and mm-hmm. they walk up and they're like, duck man was here. Duck man. <laughs> Your person card, I think is what you meant. <clears throat> my, oh yeah, I do a yeah. person card. Yeah. Except in this case, it's a duck. Yeah. It's a duck card. It's a duck card. It's yeah. a, it's a card in the shape of a duck <clears throat> that really is not card like at all, but you know, for the purposes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a <clears throat> duck. Um, yeah, it's probably, can you imagine, wouldn't that be great if instead of like, uh, person cards, you had person ducks and you were like, yeah, give me a call. You just hand them like a small metal duck with your information on it. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> like, um, this is amazing. Of course I'm calling you. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, I bet the person would like, look down at it, look up at you, look down at it, look up at you and be like, this is going to work. Yeah. Like, you have sold me. You've got me. Your custom duck. How many of these do you have on you right now? And you're like a lot. Like my <laughs> pants are very heavy right now. Oh man. I didn't know how many people I was going to meet tonight. I was going to be prepared. I'm optimistic. Popcorn culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile. And it's hard to imagine imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify 
Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. Popcorn culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like, even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting. You know, to me, it was just like a rare Charizard is a rare Charizard. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip. Turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded, it can add huge value. And then not only that, but once they're graded, they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the industry as a slab. And that's where Arena Club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack, but it's for a pre-graded card. Now, I know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see. But you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or displaying arena club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out and right now you can get 10 percent off your first purchase by going to arena club.com slash pop pop which wow that is a crazy offer 10 percent off a 400 slab pack that's like 40 dollars right there anyway that's arena club.com slash pop pop for 10 percent off your first purchase Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. This reminds me of a time that I went to a conference. So in the early days of my aquarium career, mm. there is a um, an annual conference that's kind of like the VidCon, but for aquarium. Sure. And it's called MACNA. It's exactly it's, what I would have called <laughs> fish conference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not fish con. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, the Marine Aquarium Conference of North America. Yeah, MACNA. MACNA. It rolls off the tongue. Yeah. FishCon wouldn't be the worst. Yeah. Coral Con. Coral Con. It's got a little bit of alliteration to it. Yeah. But so, okay. But anyway, in, you're at MACNA. I'm at MACNA. Yeah. In, uh, where was I? Denver. I was in. I was Is there at, a MACNA cheese bar there? Well, there should be. There should be. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to coin that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Magna Magna cheese bar. <laughs> I'd go there. Right? Um <clears throat> so no, so this was this was like my early uh grassroots movement for marketing purposes. So you would know that I Oh someone has a motorcycle. I've noticed. Yeah. I, I should go get him a duck. <laughs> um so <clears throat> Uh, you may know that I have an affinity for making custom t-shirts. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, in fact, you could still <coughs> pre-order your very own popcorn culture shirtle wordle wordle shirtle wordle shirtle, which is available over at supercarlinmothers.store. The first official ever piece of popcorn culture merchandise. Yes. That is available for pre-order for maybe another week and a half. Yeah. Um, so head on over and check it out. But anyway, so I was at Macna, <laughs> FishCon, and um, <laughs> I was really excited because at the time I was I was sort of getting started into the aquarium career, and one of the kind of like odd things that happened was I got this large account um, taking care of aquariums at a museum, and it was sort of. We still maintain it to this day, but um, it was like a huge win, but there was this sort of like unwritten agreement that I felt like was was maybe a little bit unorthodox for typical service relationships um because i'm just i'm i am not a nonprofit myself, yeah, but the museum is a nonprofit okay um and so it's like I'm I'm basically just a contractor, but part of my responsibilities seemed to be being able to generate the revenue to pay for my contract. Yeah, this was I, I remember when this was all going down and it just seemed like the most backwards, like so almost it felt it felt like it, like illegal or something it, it, to some degree, because correct me if I'm wrong, right? Like you were hired your company was hired to take care of the aquariums at the museum and then you were somehow also responsible for like raising revenue to pay for them so it was like you were responsible for raising the revenue to pay for your own services yeah like I, like you were uh, like a contracted out but then also working as an employee of a, the museum to not not really not as an employee but almost yeah. like as a consultant slash person who was then assigned the activities that the consultant came up with if that makes sense yeah so it was like it was like you know i could come in and if if you if you know me you know that i have just probably too many ideas and so i was able to you know present those ideas um but then was also responsible for executing the ideas which was um just a little bit cumbersome because we were still doing super carlin brothers at that time and i still had to do the actual job that i was contracted to do um anyway though so I, the, the idea that I came up with, um, is basically since we live here in the mountains of Southwestern Virginia, yep. um, was the growing live coral in like the life support room that we had available to us with our, with our great big aquariums, which basically is just ideal circumstances for letting corals grow out. And what you would do is then frag each of those corals into like collectible, collectible pieces, sort of like trading cards, like Pokemon cards or something like there are corals themselves that have like wacky fun names, like the Skittles 
chalice right. or whatever. They're like the holographics of the coral world. Exactly. Yeah. And, and people know what they are. <laughs> Many of them have like lineage that can, you know, be tracked. And there's like certificates of authenticity that oh like they, they do in fact come from this mother colony or whatever the case may be. So there, it's, it honestly is a, it's a rather significant part of the industry. So the project was called mountain corals and it was really just fun to me because it was sort of this like, I don't know, upside down idea that they're corals that are coming from mountains, which mountains are not typically heavily associated with, right. you know, oceans. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my whole project. And so I'm at Magna for the first time and I'm trying to promote my new project to people. And the way that I decided to do this was to literally have me and our good buddy, Steven, who we yeah. always talk about on the pop, basically carry <coughs> two backpacks laden with t-shirts. And they were just like, we, we didn't have a booth or anything like that. We, we were not like authorized advertisers or something. We were just two guys walking around with these gray t-shirts with this bright green fish on it. And I literally had a note card that I wrote, ask me for a free t-shirt nice. like, like taped to my backpack yeah. like shoulder. And so I spent, this is reminding I was thinking about cause of the ducks, you know, yeah. how many ducks do you have on you? So I'm like walking around and I just spend the entire conference weekend having and walking up to people and just being like, can I give you a free t-shirt? And they're like, yes, I guess so. Um, <clears throat> and then I would, then I would like hawk my, yeah. My then t-shirts. you'd like pitch them the idea. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you want the corals, hit <clears throat> us up. Right. right. It was it was a it was a very expensive way to reach ones of people. <laughs> ones of people. Oh, no, did you not get like the yeah, were, did lots of people not want the shirts or No, they did. They did. And the shirts, I stand by it to this day. I think that they're incredibly cool looking shirts. Yeah. I, I very I've always loved the shirts. I still wear them. Um but it was actually really cool because a lot of people were asking me before they even saw my very clever note card yeah handwritten right that's it asked me how to get a free t-shirt and people were like those are really cool t-shirts where did you get them and i was like well i'm so glad you asked because i have a note card right here that says you can have one i know i know so it was it was really it was really uh <clears throat> funny and interesting but it was it was like marketing on such a very 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 it's very grassroots it's very grassroots yeah. it's it's very like your like reaching, I think I gave away like, I don't know, 70 t-shirts that weekend or something. But at the very least, each of those 70 people, like each of those touches were like very intimate. That's a really bad way to phrase that. Let me back up. Each of those interactions were long enough that there was like a conversation a back right. and forth that, and, and a really cool t-shirt they walked away from uh, with. And so I, I actually did get business from doing it. But, well, there you go. You know, it was. I, I just remember my shoulders like aching, right, from carrying around so like, many shirts because I stuffed as many as I possibly could in there, and they weren't organized. So people would be like, "Do you do you, do you have a large?" Right, so you got to like dig through it and then like repack them back up. I know. Yeah. Oh man, the, the, the things. And I thought I was being so clever too. The things that I have thought in my life that were good ideas that I can look back on and be like. You were still getting there. Well, you got, I mean, you got business out of it, but like, um, so, but like, was it like how, I guess the question is like, how much was, was it enough to pay for your own services? No, <laughs> no, no, but it was more than nothing. I yeah. mean, like it was, it, we ended up raising, you know, thousands of dollars, but 
Yeah, not not quite enough because I mean it's it's a full time job on a daily basis year round. So I mean it's it's a lot to do. Yeah. So yeah, but either way, I mean <laughs> I was trying as hard as I could. Right. At the very least. Well, but maybe for future endeavors, ducks will work better. Maybe. Maybe I can, maybe I can carry Just more carry ducks. ducks. Small Hand those out. Smaller ducks. There you go. Or we could go back to the person cards, and I can just have a pocket full of steel that I carry around <laughs> yeah. with me. It's just a back. Yeah, I thought this would be better. It's not sure. It's a backpack full of metal. Metal. <laughs> not bad for the back at all. Nope. Nope. It's all working out. Nope. It's all working out. Okay. So that's my story about that. Excellent. From obscure powers. Next question. <clears throat> is going to come from um, N. McKendry, who says, if you won $100 million in the lottery, how would you spend it? Oh, goodness. How would I spend $100 million? Like, this is, this, I feel like, kind of goes back to that conversation we were having last, last week. week about the hedonic treadmill and what was the other one? <sighs> I don't know if I know how to if I can remember yeah. how to say it. Hold on. Maybe I can look it up because we wrote down the pronunciation. We did. We did. Uh, uh, oh, no. Where did it go? Top, top right. Top right. Top right. Boom. There it is. Yeah. Um, or it's not on this one. Or is it? Or is it not? There it is. It's at the bottom. It is the eudaimonic. The eudaimonic. The eudaimonic approach. Right. Okay. Yeah. So with with the, with the obvious difference between these two um, being that... Hold on, what's my first one called? The hedonic, the hedonic treadmill. The hedonic treadmill would basically be the idea that your uh, status of happiness is like on a graph. It's just basically like a straight line. Yeah. On on the whole, you pretty much exist at about the same level of happiness all the time. Now, things happen that cause you to deviate from that. And so you might like be very sad and then time will go on. and, And at some point in time, you will largely approximately return to to the line at the very least in theory yeah probably on some level depending on like what these layers of instances are in in terms of what has happened i'm sure that there are things that could that can raise and lower that that constant line yeah depending on on which way your life is is shifting but some people may believe that winning a hundred million dollars in the lottery would be the type of thing that would cause the line to literally lift and your 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 status quo happiness would be like permanently higher permanently higher right and it's actually just it's just not it's just not the case. Yeah, I don't think we didn't talk <laughs> about it last week, but one of the examples you'd written down from, I guess, wherever this information came from was citing lottery winners specifically as people who um, would spike, sure, when they won and things would be cool for a while, but then they pretty much just returned to themselves despite the, um, you know, giant additional income. Right. So my my thought here is... If I were to win $100 million, I think that that graph would be the number one thing that would come to mind for me. Or at the very least, since it's been like a very topical conversation and something I've been I've been having as a thought experiment over the past couple of weeks. Um, so the idea would be because you can you can move that line, but that line is never going to be probably raised or lower through acquisition of new things. But it could be raised by finding a uh, like a greater sense of of purpose, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, so if you were to look at it through that lens, then it's like, how could you take this money to be able to then, like, because I even think giving it to charity 
while good and while it would continue to have a positive impact on the world, my guess is that your enjoyment of giving it to that charity potentially would would also still bring you back to your line. Right, sure. You know, like I, I think that you would feel very good and, and it's a very noble thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I, I also don't think I don't think going and buying a mansion, seven yellow hummers and a swimming pool at the lake will make you happy forever, nor will probably the ability to give it to whatever. Um, so it sounds like one of the big things that can help you increase or like, like raise the line up. Yeah. Is, is finding a sense of purpose that is very actionable. That is very interactive uh, on an ongoing, reliable, sustainable basis. Mm-hmm. And so, this could be the case that like you use it to implement whatever your calling is, uh, which I would, I would largely say is I feel like a piece of conversation that maybe is like under emphasized in terms of how we pursue our careers. Okay. Um, so I think I've given the example before that in sixth, in sixth grade, I sat down in homeroom next to a friend that I was friends with all through high school. And on that day, as an 11 year old, he knew that he wanted to be a commercial pilot someday. Right. And today he is a commercial pilot. Right. That is what he did. He is like, he knew what his calling was in such a crystal clear way and pursued it the whole way. We've, we've talked about our good buddy, John in mm-hmm. the GMA, same thing. Like he, he's wanted to be an architect for as long as I've known him. And he's an architect today, but I can say for me, like going to college educational system and stuff, or, or even just in high school when people are like, what do you want to be when you grow up? It's like, I have no idea. Right. Like, like, did you know? I no, not really. But it's like it's a I don't know. It's interesting phrasing it like as your calling because like even when you talk about like John wanting to be an architect, like I always knew like for sure as long as I've known him, that's always been the case. Yeah. But like, like I've always known he wanted that to be his career. I've never. I don't think I've ever thought like, oh yeah, that was like John's calling. He was like, I was born to design buildings. That's fair. You know that that's fair. That's fair. But I I think well. It's without having him here. I don't want to speak it's, for yeah, I don't, speak I don't for him. want to speak for John. Yeah. Um, but uh, the the question is how much of doing your this this activity will like fill your cup. Um, so an example I can give actually that's very topical is this past weekend I spent the entire Saturday day helping dad basically like completely redo his home aquarium yeah so that it was uh, really what we needed to do was change the stand and if you <laughs> can imagine it's a 180 gallon aquarium water weighs eight pounds per gallon so heavy heavy <laughs> um and pretty much what that means is that the only way to change the the thing that it sits on is every single thing needs to come out of it all of the plumbing needs to be completely disconnected and you, you got to get the new stand, get the which new probably stand. is a different size. So the plumbing has to look different underneath. It does. Yep. yep. Absolutely. Yep. So also bear in mind that in order to hold, you know, eight pounds times uh, 180 gallons of water, the glass and the stand itself has to be pretty hefty, hefty, just to withhold the weight. Yes. So 
you know, yeah, the man, I've, we've moved some fish tanks before we we have. to say it's not like a four to five person job is just wrong. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's it is like it's a massive endeavor. Like yeah. this, this is not like coming over and helping, you know, paint a room or or, you know, fix a squeaky door or something like that. Yeah. You know, like it's it's a big job. But the thing is, and, and I feel like this is like something that I sometimes feel like disconnected from with myself is Throughout this day, I was doing something that I have a lot of knowledge on. I feel very confident about it. Yeah. Like I know, I know what I'm doing and I appreciate like the underlying reason. Like I have been fascinated with aquariums since I was 12 years old and it's doing it professionally for such a long period of time. It, I do think it kind of like damaged the activity as a hobby for right. me because, okay. because it was hard to like come home after a day of, of doing this type of stuff and then go and work on your own. Not to mention there's not a huge amount of money in aquariums. So most of the time you would be coming home from aquariums that are much, much, much nicer than yours <laughs> right. to one that it, that you can't actually even afford to execute the way that the ones that you service yeah. on the daily basis are. What I can tell you about this though, is that it was a very, very, very fulfilling day for me. Yeah. Like it was, I worked from 9 AM till 10 PM that day. So like full day job, um, we were supposed to go with you guys that night to like an event, like, yeah. a, like a formal event where we were going to get all dressed up and stuff. Um, and yet it was still like, it was like the work was long. It was laborious. It was, you know, heavy, difficult at times, frustrating. Um, but also just like, it felt, it felt like really good to do it. Yeah. You know? So like even being tired, it was sort of that tired, like with a sense of accomplishment. Mm hmm at the end of the day. So to apply that to this idea of a calling, I think that it's probably like, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that even that you wouldn't rather like walk away from that activity and go sit on a beach and read a book or something like that. You know, like that, that is great. But I think that it's the ability to dive into the work and feel extremely good about what it is you're doing or, yeah. or have a, a sense of confidence attached to that. And I feel like when, when we talk about careers or jobs or the nine to five, the grind, whatever the case may be, my guess is that people who do those jobs don't, can't relate to those qualms in quite the same way. Okay. Like, 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 like they don't like have like a, a, a immense set of, immense sense of satisfaction at the end of the day. Right, 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 right. Like, yeah. So if you were, if you were to take John and instead of having him be an architect, have him go and like maybe sell insurance for the day or something like that, like both days could involve eight hours of work, but one of them is like, this is what I like to do. Like right. I am good at this. I it makes me feel confident. And this was like, I did it because you need to have a job in order to make money in order to sustain right lifestyle or whatever the case right. may be. Um, so going back to our hundred million dollar question is I think the real answer, if you could would be attempting to use those resources 
to what I actually believe would make you the happiest is finding the answer to that question. Mm-hmm. If you don't already know the answer to the question. Okay. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's always like a question of like, would you do it if you weren't getting paid to do it? You know? Yeah. That's, that's probably a good, like sort of calling kind of like, feeling. Yeah. I feel like I just talked for like 13 minutes and you like <laughs> one sentence. <laughs> that was better. <laughs> Well, thank you. Thank you. I, yeah, I think if I had that, I don't know exactly. I'm not sure that like anytime I get presented with this question or a version of this question, which is like, what would you do? What would you get? And it's just like, I don't know if I like covet any one specific item that much that I feel like, oh, I, my life, I my whole life, my, like my life would be complete if I had this thing. Yeah. You know? Yep. Like, so it's, it's never like a very good, like to me, what that kind of money I feel like would introduced into my life was like hopefully what i could use it for is a like a a, like a permanent sense of financial security is what i think i would do with it (laughs) sure 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 sure. like this to me is i'm retired now now what do i do like and then yeah maybe it's a matter of like what what what, like would i keep making youtube videos like I, i don't know maybe i would i feel like um like you said like do i ever feel like calling like i don't know it's it's like it's hard to say i think for a long time like I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do like when I went to college like I was sort of doing like um communication and like I was sort of going down the path of like news and reporting and stuff like that but that was just sort of like the this is the sort of been like the the maybe I'll do that if I can't think of anything path because like that's what our dad did sure and I was like I you know it's it cameras and stuff always been interesting but um then I also think like um like in high school, like I, I loved all the stuff we did, like cross country and uh, soccer and swimming and like all the sports and stuff. But I think there was a part of me that always like felt like um, like a different a di- like a different side of me was like always sort of being like pushed down, like because it wasn't like cool to be representing that side of myself or whatever. Like, sure. Yeah. You I, know, like I, I bet I would have really loved like drama or something. You yes. Know? Yep. And, and you and I have talked about this before and it, I've always felt like you had an English teacher, your senior yep, year, senior year that I feel like unlocked the, like may, maybe was like the first person who I'm aware of. Cause I remember noticing a change mm-hmm. and, and, and sort of like seeing the, the person who I could almost say like old, that, like I see behind the camera in a super Carlin brothers video, mm-hmm. like that animated, excitable child at heart, fun, loving person yeah. that, that comes out. I, I feel like it's something about the way that this teacher, I think worked with you or presented things to the class it was almost like it was almost like like what was happening was guys it's the assignment like and it's like because it was the assignment it was like it was like it was like a free pass yeah yeah it's like, like oh no, no, no i'm just yeah it's like well of, of course i'm gonna act out the scene you right. know like like <laughs> it's like i mean she's making she's making us do it you know but like well we're here we may as well yeah be extremely good at it right i will say there was like a uh, like i will i will give a lot of credit yeah to my senior my senior english teacher miss mills uh who was a fantastic teacher but there were like glimpses of it throughout specifically like a lot of my english classes throughout the year oh interesting throughout the years like even in ninth grade i think one of like when you do romeo and juliet like the teacher would be like all right we're just gonna like we're just gonna like read through the play but like you're gonna be these characters and stuff yeah and like i remember um 
uh, I don't know who I think I had like Tybalt or something who's like the the bat, the antagonist or something. Nice. Yeah. And but I remember like as we were going through like someone else in the class like one of the other like um, guys in the class was like uh, had like the comic relief character and he was like sort of getting a little bit into it and it was just sort of like oh if, if you can get a little into it then maybe I'll you know reciprocate yeah. a little. It was yeah. Like so it was like oh this is more fun if you're actually doing it that way. Even then uh, you've always talked about Mr. Sauls who was the 10th grade English teacher. Um, I remember we had to come back from summer reading and one of the first assignments we had to do was like present like a book review basically of like one of the books you read yep and like i think i read gulliver's travels in like the three days before the end of summer because summer reading was the worst it was i hated it yep um and i remember specifically really not liking gulliver's travels uh maybe i should reread it as an adult I, i feel like it's kind of a classic sure but anyway um I remember going up there and just having to do the report and I had just sort of written down like a bunch of just like negative things I didn't like about the book. Okay. And I was sort of like up in front of the class and I like remember I got like two or three minutes into it and all of a sudden like I realized people were laughing at what I was saying and I was just sort of like really leaned into it and I feel like it was like one of the best oral presentations I ever gave and it was just sort of like off the cuff by the end. Interesting. And I was just like, man, that was and like and then you know, I didn't like really go back to that or anything. I don't I didn't ever like participate in class discussions or anything, but I did remember feeling very like um like empowered in that moment. Right, 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 right. Yeah. yeah. And and I mean so in a lot of ways I feel like like this this sense of calling or whatever, I feel like the door was being cracked open a few times. Right for you and you were sort of getting like that that like nice bright light that comes out of it right when it's open i think you're right so yeah and then even like the way i ended up setting up my classes while i was in college because like we st- i started doing the john Curlin youtube channel in 2009 and that was really when like the floodgates just like opened it was like this is what yeah. i want to do yep um and so i think that was like at that point in 2009 though there was maybe like three people on youtube who could say they were making like a career out of it sure you know like it really wasn't an established thing yet there weren't you know there was like a page of maybe 50 people who had you know over 50,000 subscribers you know right which at the time yeah. would have been would like have been massive yeah, yeah you know people yeah. hitting a million and 100,000 was crazy which i mean it's still an a very very impressive accomplishment like do not um, sell yourself short or anything. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Of course, yeah. yeah but no. like, awesome. yeah, I, I guess in, in a world where like PewDiePie has a hundred million or whatever, it's like like that was that wasn't even the radar wasn't built for that right in two thousand nine. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't anyone even close. There weren't even people at a million yet. Right. You know. Yeah. So, uh, like that was the situation. But it felt like it. Like I don't know. It felt like this is going to be a thing and. It's something I want to do, which was I at the time when I think back about it, like fairly reckless of me (laughs) to just sort of like kind of go all in on it. Like this is like this is definitely what I want to try to make happen. Um, But like because when I think about the way I set up my classes, like I would start I chose classes to help me become better at doing stuff on YouTube. Right. Versus. So it it almost feels like what, what sort of happened was the technology and the times and like where i mean realistically at the like at the time like even like when super carlin brothers started in 2012 um it almost felt like at that point in time you could have said like well we missed the boat like right you could have said that right like you know the real early adopters were here in 2007 right and so like almost yeah um 
so, but, but that really ultimately was the case is that like, I feel like in 2009, I, I don't even think at that point in time, I knew what the subscribe button was right. Like, like that is how far removed I was from, I, I don't even think I knew how to use YouTube as a source of entertainment. Right. Like sometimes it almost baffles me. Like when, when I meet adults and I tell them what I do, the number one way that they understand what I'm talking about is because like, they're like, Oh my God, that's all my kids watch. And I'm like, right, man, I never watched YouTube. I, I think even at the time I had a couple of friends who like, I would go and like stay their night and stay, stay with their house in high school. And they'd be like, yeah, you guys like want to watch a bunch of like viral YouTube videos. And I was like, no, <laughs> like not, not even a little bit. I would rather do anything else than watch these YouTube videos. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, even that, like a lot of the landscape of YouTube wasn't like people talking to the camera or like trying to make themselves entertaining for their own personality. It was like, it was like viral videos. Yeah. Like, you know, America's funniest home video style or else like intentional, like sketch comedy or something. You, you know? Right. 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 Like maybe like SNL, but this is like a, like a troupe that was able to sort of be like, Hey, now we have a place to put this stuff. Right, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. Bratz and Beretta, and yeah, yeah. Bratz and Beretta, and like Derek comedy and all those things. Like that was the sort of like the landscape at the time. But so yeah, I remember like that. That ended up being like why I took like I took like creative writing, like creative nonfiction, and like professional writing, and like intro to acting and stuff. Intro and, to acting was another one. Yeah, where I noticed the big a big change. Yeah, that was a very fun class. I would totally recommend everyone should take an acting class. You know, people are like everyone should work in the restaurant industry. Yes, and everyone should take an acting class. I think very Shoot. fun. See, and this is I have talked, and we we've had lengthy conversations about this before. But like I have talked to you and some of our other like friends who are uploaders i think is the is the word that we <laughs> that we we coined yeah. for it, creators um and i feel like you are much more similar to all of them in that like when i talk like they're sitting in front of a camera is like to them it's 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 never been a sense of worry it's never been like the big hurdle it's never been the challenge it's like like i, I don't even get nervous in front of the camera is is it seems like what I have gleamed from largely everyone else I know who has spent time. Right. Like in the YouTube space, in the YouTube space. Right. That was the thing I think for me, that was like the polar opposite. Mm -hmm. Like there was nothing for me that was less comfortable than sitting down in front of a camera. Like I would easily rather speak to an auditorium of 300 people yeah. Then to the little black eye of the camera. Right. <laughs> like it was like, it, I, I mean, it was just something I had to overcome in the biggest, biggest way uh, in, in those early days, which is almost one of those where I'm like somewhat grateful for the fact that the project that we chose to do had such strict guidelines. So we like the brotherhood 2.0 challenge was basically five uploads a week. You and I would alternate. Um, which translates to 260 videos. Is it 250? I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it was, it was like a lot, a lot, a lot. And you almost never even had enough time away from it to make the decision to stop doing it. Well, yeah, it was like the more you did it, the more you couldn't stop because like, I'm like, I didn't do this for seven months to quit now. <laughs> right. 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 You yeah, know. exactly. Yeah. Like we're, like, we're 70 uh, videos in. I'm yeah. not like, like no, 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 we're going <laughs> right. Um, 
but yeah, so I mean, that's, I don't know. I've, I've, I have thought a lot about that before as it pertains to like this calling of mine or, or potentially looking at, um, that, that like line of happiness that exists on the graph Yeah, is like, there's a part of me that almost feels like this career for you raised the line Mm -hmm. because in a lot of ways it does sound like it was that thing. It was like the door that had been cracked open throughout all those years of, of, you know, English classes and high school and acting class and all that. It was like, it finally got to like open all the way. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is like, I'm, I am very envious of it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I have often felt like at cons or around, I don't know, air quote colleagues, I suppose that I am like almost the only person who's ever been in any of those rooms. Like, somewhat begrudgingly like (laughs) like sort of like everybody else this was like their mission was to make this happen and i was like well i'm here Mm -hmm. i'm Mm -hmm. doing it i love the pop though no but see here's the thing ben is that like i feel like you really were like the secret sauce though you know why is that? Because, well, for one, for one, absolutely, you've always been the funniest person I've ever known. That can't be. That, absolutely. At least growing up, I always, like, I was always knew that about you. Was that you were... <laughs> I'm sorry. You okay? Yes. You're making me, Misty. <laughs> I'm really tired. <laughs> um... I don't know why it's making me emotional. You could always make people laugh. It's okay, man. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Should I try to do it right now? <laughs> what? Should I try to make you laugh right now? All right, I think I just like, I always knew that if you were doing it, if you were doing the project with me, that it was um, like... Uh, bound for success because people um, would be were uh, uh, just like attracted to your personality and point of view. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> maybe <a> cry. <laughs> I I think this is something I I don't think I could have known. But I mean that means the world to me. Yeah. Cuz I mean it's there there's there's no two ways about it. Like I think since like the second this project started uh, I do I think from the beginning it's always been one of these things where I, I have felt worried or bad that I would be like the weight that held us back. No, I don't think so. Not at all. Because you're right. Like when you go in those rooms, everyone else in like at conferences and stuff, and they're like really talented and stuff. But like, you're right. They're like trying really, really hard to get to where they are. And like, it's always, you know, we've talked so many times about like what like makes things like, like what makes things like appear cool or whatever. And it's like, like 
what you have that like the the other people in the room don't have is that they're putting a ton of effort into it and for you at least from my perspective it was always really effortless i can tell you that there is no greater feeling <laughs> than your older brother <laughs> thinking you're cool I did not think I was going to be crying. <laughs> it's okay. I think it's a, I think crying is massively underrated. I agree with that. I agree with that. Which is probably good because I have a feeling you just made a lot of people cry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Should we try to? <laughs> we need like a transition. <laughs> a transition, an exit, a way to a way uh. to to leave the room because I, I, I really feel like I need to give you a hug. So I feel like we need to close it out so that I can do that. Does okay. That, does that seem reasonable? That's enough? fine. All yep. right. Okay, guys, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the pop. I can tell you that one of the very uh, coolest things about entering into the career of doing YouTube stuff has been this very show, uh, which I think has been the opportunity for us to return to what would have been in my mind, like the best case scenario in the year one version of super Carlin brothers. Like I think it's, we, we did this year long conversation between brothers, but they were, they were separate videos. And what is so cool about the pop is that it is, it is, you know, episode long conversations between brothers every Mm -hmm. week. Uh, and I, and I think that really it has enabled the conversations that I've always wanted to have and the ability to have them in in the best possible way. Um, So it means the world to us. Uh, If you've ever written into the show, you will, I I read your emails. Many of the people who have received responses from me, one of the things that I, I, I always do say is that it means the world that you tune into this show that, that you want to come and be a part of what I feel like is, is us in a much more authentic way. Not, not that the other shows that we do aren't, but like, this is us being the people that we are. Right. Uh, and it's incredibly cool to get to share that with you. And I hope that it has a positive impact. Um, so on that note, thank you so much for tuning in and until next time, pop, pop. Pop.